0: Um, You should use a condom before you listen. The American dream is dead. John Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew Bennett, Beaver Kool-Aid. I don't know. I don't know if the American dream is dead or not. I mean, look at Little Kim and Big Don. They're chilling together. Life is good, man. World's at peace.
1: D-nukes. At at least, well, at least at this
0: moment. Right. I wonder if they're going to have jokes like, you know, CDs nuts, CDs nukes. You know, I don't know.
1: Wow. No. I wanted to. T- did you stay up all night and write that? Yesterday? I
0: just came up with that right now, drinking my. Uh, I'm having a nice, fine vigilance Pinot Noir rosé for the summertime. Thought I'd yeah, share that with you're you. You
1: said
2: you were going to go rosé. Yeah. Um,
1: While Lloyd is drinking and John's doing whatever John does, I am trying to turn over a new leaf, and I went back to the gym today. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know they had smoking rooms at the gym. if smoking was a sport i would be mr universe (laughs) uh so so i go back in and i'm gonna i'm gonna take it easy i'm gonna i'm first of all i'm in there to lose weight because i took some embarrassing before photos that really rocked my world Mm. yeah man do you have an audi might as well i mean it's gonna happen at some point right i keep getting fatter and so I, I go back into the gym, and I'm going to start light. So I, I decide I'm going to go and ride my bike for 30 minutes, and then I'm going to go sit in the sauna because I enjoy doing that. And so, I, you know, I ride the bike, and I feel pretty good. First of, I mean, I started, I've started the day out just, you guys, I'll be honest with you. I haven't woken up in the piss-poor mood that I was in this morning in a very long time. Very long time. I don't know if I'm fighting depression or something or if I've got to go and see somebody. But anyway, I was in a really bad mood and I thought, you know what? If I go to the gym, at least I'll feel good. I'll feel good about having done it. And I'll physically feel good after I'm done. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did. But I go in and I ride the bike and then I, I walk back and I don't take a shower at the gym because I don't, I'll explain that, <laughs> but I, I don't take a shower at the gym <laughs> But I do go in and stand in the sauna before I leave. And so I go into the sauna and I sit down. There's nobody in there. It's really hot. I haven't been there in a sauna in a long time. It seems like it's a little hotter this time. And this dude walks in. He's like 6'6 and 75 years old. Wow. And buck fucking naked. Did he have one of those mule
0: cocks hanging down or anything like one that kind of drags the some... pepper
1: pubes? It wasn't fun to watch. It wasn't fun to look at.
0: Hey, salt and pepper pubes, man, are little you know. Don't don't yeah, go. He
2: there. You're he comes down and he close sits... to the groin for uh, for Lloyd there. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> he comes and sits down. Uh, you know, across from him. He's not sitting next to me or anything. And i was just kind of thinking, what are you doing, man? He's yeah, sitting his it, flat do ass down on the bench and sweating his ass off. No towel,
0: her. nothing, huh?
1: Nothing. No,
0: Nothing. That's,
2: a, that's what the older guys always do. They're the ones He's a that are the third person that said
1: that to me today. Third person all that said that. Pubic hair and- older guys. They don't give a fuck. They go yeah, out. They don't care.
2: They don't care. Whenever that's you go to the gym, it. it's the older guys. They just, you know, lay it all out. They don't care. He
1: was balls out in there. I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, what are you doing, dude? You're sitting there sweating all over. That I was like, well, how many people are gonna sit on that today, dude? Right. And there you are with all your bodily fluids or whatever, sitting on that bench. You fucking idiot. At least sit on a towel. We're better off put a towel on. Yeah. Or put some clothes on. I mean, I go in fully clothed.
0: I I have a friend that uh, who listens to this podcast. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say his name, but he's gonna know that I'm talking about him. But he um he actually shaves in the sauna. And boy, does he piss off! Oh, he pisses off everybody. He goes in there and shaves. Yeah, he knows. Oh, he's yeah. He goes in there and shaves in the sun. He's like, what? What?
2: What's he shaving?
0: (laughs) Them salt and pepper pews. Can't get behind
2: that. No, the old More guys, like they always do that. Those are the guys that just kind of, you know, hang out naked in the locker room all the time.
0: If, if it wasn't my friend, I'd probably get pissed, but just to hear him tell the story and how everyone else gets pissed, I, I have to laugh about it, but I could just see him in there, kind of like your friend that you saw today, butt-ass naked, balls kind of hanging over the side of the fucking bench and just yeah. putting on a little shaving cream and just going at it.
1: Wow. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> You should do that in the shower if you <laughs> do that at all at a gym. You shouldn't do it at a gym. I but
2: mean, I think I saw something online gym. where maybe Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel has this feature, Moments in Florida, or something like that. I don't watch the show, so I don't know it. But I, I, I didn't watch the video, but you could see the still, and it was a woman shaving her legs in a pool. Mm. I mean, a pool that other people use, not your backyard pool. Right. That's wrong. Yeah, yeah yeah but it's always the old guys in the in the locker room there is no shame man i'm telling you. well you we're... get to a certain point i think you have a certain level of comfortability but that's not the same as sanitation yeah look man i don't need your sweaty ass all over the uh the wood here in the sauna that's I the sauna
1: in the sauna i think that when you when you're when you're a kid you just have so many fucks i mean you give you give a fuck about everything right and then as you get older I think your fucks start to kind of thin out a little bit. Oh yeah. And then when you when you're old like that, 75,
2: you just don't have any more fucks to give.
0: I think I have about 1 right now. I used to have 2, but I'm I'm down to 1.
2: When you're extremely young, you don't you don't care. And then when you're extremely old, you don't care. Right. But how do you know the dude's 75? Well, he's he's old. I mean, he was, you know, he's very leathery. I'm getting closer to 75. How do you know he's 75? Could have been 65. It was maybe
0: those annual rings on his nuts, kind of like a tree. You know, he was kind of counting the (laughs) the veins in his balls.
2: John, his ball
1: sack was hanging down to the floor.
0: He
2: had to (laughs) be 80. Did he he cover his crotch in uh, onions and bell peppers while he was in there? It was a lemon party in there, dude. Don't worry, just making dinner. (laughs) It was gross. So were you guys as bummed as I was about Anthony Bourdain? Oh man, yeah. I, I, I'm a huge fan and uh, have been for so long. And Friday morning when I saw that, it just floored me. I was in shock and and uh, down for for days after that. A
0: friend of mine was just in New Orleans this weekend, and his wife um, is a bartender. So she was talking to all the service people, and literally everywhere they went, it was like the entire city it didn't matter. It was an Anthony Bourdain story.
1: I mean, you know what? People get sick, right? And they die. And that's one of the big things that we've dealt with recently with celebrities as they've gotten older, but also as they've, whatever it was, drugs or drugs or food or alcohol, whatever it was, or, you know, how these, your old age. But then, so you got that, and then you got the people that kill themselves, and that's kind of a different deal, right? I mean, it is a different deal. And the thing about Anthony, because, you know, Kate Spade killed herself, too. I think her family had mentioned that there was a series of, you know, um, that she, she was suffering, uh, on and off maybe throughout her life. Just one of those people that suffers from that. And then you got Anthony Bourdain who is, who has lived, he was a punk when he was you know, growing up and he gets a, a job at a restaurant and he becomes, you know, a fantastic, uh, you know chef and then he and then he's he, he becomes famous through his television shows and so on his books and i think everybody looked at anthony bourdain the parts you know the uh what's the Paul, parts, parts, unknown. parts unknown whatever yeah. it is
2: where's the places that's unknown. the that's the show that he's been doing on cnn yeah. right
1: yeah and and those kinds of shows and i think people look at those and go dude that guy is so cool
0: now he was the most interesting man in the world
1: he is living the life everybody wants to really but
0: live. But that's what you see on TV. And I and I think, this is my personal opinion, I think the traveling got to him. Maybe he had some issue with his girlfriend right now. But I I, I got to think, I mean, you, what you see is the good stuff on TV. You don't see him, and you travel a lot, Drew. I mean, all the shit you got to go through at the airport and missed flights and delayed flights and getting to your hotel and being away from your home. What was he away, 250, 275 days a year? That's got to take its toll on you, man. He's probably lonely as shit.
2: Well, he was—he was a workaholic. I mean, I—I I, I know his story pretty well, and he was never a famous chef. Um, he just sent an unsolicited piece to—I uh, think it was the New Yorker or whatever—and they ran it. And then he did—he uh, wrote the book *Kitchen Confidential* in mm. two thousand. And that was around the time I first heard him on the radio. And yes, radio turned me on to Anthony Bourdain. He went to Vassar briefly. Well, his dad. Was a classical music executive and some kind of you know recording executive. And his mom was uh, worked for the New York Times, um, but I've I've watched him so long. I've read all his stuff, and and that's the thing. He he just had a certain way. He he wrote a certain way, and initially because the first show was on um, was on uh, Food Network, and then he went to the Travel Channel, and then ultimately uh cnn but as as time went on he got further and further really away from the food and more just about the people and the food was kind of a uh it was there but it was it wasn't highlighted as much as it had been earlier in these different shows and um you know i just liked it because he he went places that i could i could never imagine going and um and it was somewhat of a, a an ambassador for all, you know, just getting out there and experiencing people in different cultures, and and I love that. And I hope, uh, I was talking to my brother about this the other day, and, uh, you know, we were talking about we hope somebody takes up that mantle. No one will ever be quite the same, and they're nice. It, it ain't Andrew Zimmern who's going to be the guy uh, taking up that piece, but he was just uh, so good at what he did, and it really resonated with me I don't know if the Duck Dynasty crowd would have really enjoyed that show, but um, and I think that's one reason it got a lot of attention is because there are certain people that uh, are journalists and and they you know they wrote about these things and 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 that was that kind of thing where you've got to go and find the story, uh, relate the story, and he did such a good job at that, and uh, I was I was absolute shocked. That he did this. His daughter's eleven years old. Yeah, um just shocked. But you know, one never know. But I wouldn't say it would really be travel because he's been doing it for so long. I mean, there's got to be something there, and maybe you know, he was a heroin addict for a mm-hmm. while way back. I mean, you know, people have they yeah, have that, that sometimes that hole in their and in, in their soul, and uh, it, it exists regardless. The thing in this case is that people would watch that and say, "Man, that is the coolest thing. That is the greatest job." That's
1: what I'm saying is that my point is that is that when he passed and the reason that people are having a hard time with him is that they don't know what was going on with Anthony Bourdain.
2: Well, it's like and with Robin Williams. You know, you thought, well, that's, that's sad. And then you find out, well, you know, he had a disease. You um, guys ever been suicidal?
0: Well, I was about to bring that up because, you know, as they were doing all these tributes on CNN, of course, the news comes out that the 45 to 65-year-old which we're all kind of uh, very familiar with that demo is the highest uh, rate for suicide. It's gone up 30%. I think it was in the last 10 to 12 years. The question is why, I mean, is, is it due to, you know, the doctors are just throwing every drug to try to figure out what's wrong with you. Well, that one didn't work. Let's try this one, you know, and then all of a sudden, well, so-and-so killed himself because, well, we didn't know he had mental health. What kind of medicine was he on? I, I do think of pharmaceuticals have a lot to do with it. Um, I don't know if what he was taking. I don't know if Kate Spade was on anything, but you know, I got to think those percentages are pretty damn high and no one seems to really know why it's, it's jumped that high in the last 10 to 12 years.
2: Well, I, I, you know, I, I had to, I, I've heard of Kate Spade, but I knew really absolutely nothing about her. I'm not mm-hmm. a woman. Um, I'd play one on TV, but I'm not a woman. <laughs> And um, so I, I saw that as a, a different kind of thing. I think she's been dealing with clinical depression, mental yeah. health issues for a long time. Right. Um, I had no idea. In a case like when these people from 45 to 65, if you're saying the suicide rate has really increased, and I know that overall the suicide uh, rate has increased uh, greatly since 1999. I think that was included in a lot of these stories. Yeah. I think if you went and traced this stuff back, probably the origin um aside from you know depression and which is so huge mental health is such a big deal i uh which once again people can't see it and it's hard for people that are suffering from it to try to relate to other people and have have other people understand what they're going through but i think if you trace it back probably most of these cases are related to times where people have been in the sauna and seen a seventy five year old guy come in and drop sack on him. Yeah. You're seeing that enough, and you go, "I can't, I can't do it anymore." Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is a serious issue. But to answer your question, me personally, um, definitely been depressed, definitely been sad, but have never, ever once crossed my mind going like, uh, "I just need, I need a way out." Just hasn't ever hit me, which I feel fortunate because. You know, I, I, I feel horrible for those people that's, that's where they're at. And I wish I could reach out to every one of them that feels that way, because I, I don't think that is the, the ultimate answer. Maybe it is for some, but I just think that if you can make it through that one time,
1: chances are you might not go back.
2: Well, I, that's a, that's a touchy thing. What about you, Drew? You ever felt suicidal?
1: Well, I was, uh, I've been on medication. I've been on Prozac back in the day. It was a long time ago. Um, Myself medicate. Um, you have know, definitely been depressed. But I mean,
2: usually, you know, it's depression or anxiety. I mean, I'm on Lexapro and have been for years. But but I've
1: never, uh, I've, I, you know, I've certainly thought about it, but I, I, uh, I've never thought, I've never had a thought of, well, that's probably a good idea. I've right. never Had I've never gotten to some kind of degree like that that I feel like you have to get to.
2: How about this? Have you ever, even though you're not suicidal, you actually uh, unintentionally did things that could have caused your death?
0: <laughs> now that... I <laughs> had a long
1: list of those. That's, like you that started when I was
2: about eight. You came to dying because oh, yeah. of your stupid actions? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. weren't intentionally suicidal, but boy, you were right in there. I, I can give you an example. When I was about uh, nine,
0: I uh, decided to bring out my granddaddy's hacksaw and saw off the forks of my bike and extend it out and extend it out to try to make a little chopper. So I'm going down one of these country roads with these two forks that I decided to put together. And all of a sudden one fork went one way and the other went the other and had that bike went to the right instead of the left, I would have fallen right in front of a car. Fortunately, my ass got dumped in the ditch. So, Yes, I have done that starting at a very early age. That
1: was
2: Easy Rider the Tobacco Road. <laughs> He's talking about
1: cocaine habits and things like that, Lloyd. Oh, you okay. Know, like
2: where you realize... You, you mean were, drugs? You weren't intending any of this, but you realized that you just cheated death. Yeah. Or you should have been dead.
1: He's talking about alcohol problems. Oh,
0: well, you didn't mean something that physical. Like yeah. trying to jump something stupid
1: Spread or and having too much of a good time. Gotcha. Okay.
2: Or working afternoons at KLBJ. <laughs> you know, just
1: <laughs> throwing it out
2: there, baby. Uh,
0: I have definitely overindulged, I would say, in partying in colleges and experimenting with, uh, you know, drinking and other things. Uh, you know, fortunately, it didn't go that far.
2: Uh, I never come to in an upside down car in a ravine no no haven't done or that. or in the arroyo at arroyo city that's never happened to you
0: i was riding with a couple of buddies of mine at uh in the great smoky mountain parkway one time we've been drinking a little too many pops and uh it was an icy road and we got to one of these overlooks and the the volkswagen started sliding and i was like holy shit we're gonna fucking go over to this, this mountain And fortunately, it had one of those railroad ties at the very edge of it to stop the fucking car. But yeah, that was another close call. But again, nothing I've really stuck in my body, just stupid physical shit.
2: Hmm. Maybe you need to spend more time in the sauna.
1: I got a question for you guys. If you opened your email today, how much of your email would be from people that you know or something that's important to you? versus how much would be just uh, newsletters and spam that you have to look at that made it to your inbox.
2: Even though you've unsubscribed three or four times? Right. Yeah. They're still sending you a crap?
1: I would
0: say 5%, uh, maybe 4% stuff that I need to see, 95%, 96% is all just junk mail, trash.
1: So when you look at it, maybe on your mobile Most of what you're doing is swiping left to get rid of Delete, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I I just had gotten so sick of that. My email account has just become a garbage can. Right. And so I, um, you know, was just kind of getting online, looking at ways of minimizing that. And somebody mentioned to me, you know what, screw it. You're never going to be able to get that email back. There's just, there's all sorts of services that will unsubscribe for you, but it's never going to be everything and you got so much crap in there, you should just dump it. Or use it as an email to sign up for stuff and continue to sign up for things. And just get a new email. And I was like, well, I really like my email though. And they were like, well, it's never gonna get better, right? You're gonna go through this madness of, of opening it up every day and literally deleting 15, 20, 30 spammy newsletter bullshit emails just to get to maybe because I don't even get a lot of email. Maybe one or two emails that matter to you. And so um so I did. I, I went and got a an email account, another one. And I'm only gonna use it for my friends.
0: But how long do you think it's gonna take for for them to find you again? Because they will.
1: If you don't tell anybody, if you don't put it on in an email yeah. Or anything like that. I see. It isn't, you know, a back and forth of, you know, between two people. Right. You know, or sign up for something and you'll be fine. Hmm. And and so I'm just going to try to use this as a pristine email account and give it to people.
0: What is guys. it? Can you give it out yeah. over on the podcast?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of reading about that. And people are doing that with Facebook, you know, um, profiles. Where you go and you create this alternate profile. And then... You just go and add the people you care about, right? That's a good Which, idea. Should have you, been in
2: the first place.
1: Yeah, and the, and then and then you let you either delete your other account or you let it sit there, and you and you you talk to the occasional you know person tertiary person in your life on there. right. And so I went and did that. So I went and I went and created like a. I just kind of put my family on there. I think I requested you, Lloyd. Yeah, I'm just gonna try put my close friends on there and my family. That way, when if I want to log into Facebook, I literally only have to look at like,
2: you know, just what people I care about. It'll.
0: I at. I still feel like it'll it'll build
2: back up. All that shit How will you start getting. That, in Lloyd, there. you got like you have thousands of people that, thousands of likes or whatever the hell you. call I'm not a Facebook guy, but do you unfollow every single one of those?
0: No, I mean I've got a lot of friend requests that I just haven't confirmed because I. I mean. The ones that I do confirm, I literally do go to their their page and kind of see shit that they post and look at their photos. That I But mean,
2: you don't know who they are.
0: Well, that's true. But I mean, they're listeners. There's a lot of listeners that you probably have friends that you didn't know who they were, so they came up and met you at a live remote or something or called no, you on that, the phone. That's
2: the reason I've got the, the fan site, which I'm sorry I haven't put anything up there in, I don't know, well over half a year, yeah. but I've got that followers right and then I've got the other deal but I yeah. mean stuff when I'm on you know how this, uh, the things pop up in the lower right corner yeah and uh, so and so's birthday I don't know who the hell that is some of these yeah. people
0: have hit me up so many times and, and it is specific cities like Tulsa San Antonio uh, Little Rock um, obviously Austin but there's certain cities where the countdown runs and I kind of feel like some of these people I actually do know. I mean, because they're like, like... Shouldn't
2: you have a separate Facebook page? Well, for yeah, now?
0: I do have one, you know, but they still... I kind of brought it up late in the game. They still one. find my personal one, which I created simply for friends and family. But as time progressed and I didn't really know Facebook at the beginning, then it just kind of blew up. Everyone found my personal one first. So I tried to create a, a fan page one, which has hardly... I don't know, 900,000 followers where my personal one is like almost maxed at 5,000. Because once you go to 5,000, you can't get any more friends or followers or whatever. The countdown has about 2,000. So if you put them all together, there's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about 7,500, 8,000. But there's some people that hit me up every day. And even though I've never met them face to face, I kind of know them. It's like, oh, how's Taylor? I saw she graduated, you know, that is sorry. a little weird. But I mean, they say it, they say it friendly. You know, and and even it is kind of funny, like uh, Ava was playing at a softball tournament in Baytown about four or five years ago, and a listener who uh, caught the show in in Beaumont actually drove up to Baytown because they saw that I was there playing music for the softball team for this big World Series tournament. She drove up to meet me in person. Oh, she? Yes. And her daughter. Again, the whole Facebook thing... It you're right. It's a little weird. It's a little creepy, but you know you just have to find out how to filter what and move on.
1: Yeah.
0: Because if you're on there, well if you're what well, you're not on there as much as as of course Drew is. Drew is. A well, Facebook I got a lot team. of
1: pages that you know I've got I've got one page that's followed by a lot of people that I haven't admin enough, and and so I want to keep that one. So I'll What's probably that? keep the
2: sauna shots.
1: Yeah. Old men in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> sound of fantasy. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, there it yeah. is. There's your Twitter account uh, right
1: there. But anyway, I've got this one page, one or two pages that I, I have. And so I'll probably keep that junk Facebook profile. My po- my point is I don't have to post to that or log into it. Right. Right. And then I can just log into this other one and look at, you know, stuff that I really care about.
0: Can you do a private Facebook page that only you can, like maybe a closed group that you can only invite your true friends and family that you see yeah, and talk to on the through that
1: whole mess of stuff to get to that when I right. log into my own. I got.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, as, as since I stalk people, I mean, I go to their site and I see that uh <laughs> you have to be you have to reach out to them or else you're not going to see anything they don't make anything public.
0: I mean, I've even told Ava, you know, who's she'll be 14 in July, you know, and and she's trying to get some babysitting jobs. I was like, "All right, but I I promise you these parents are going to go to your Facebook or your Instagram. I said, so if you're up there, you know, posting some stupid shit, uh, that might be like a job interviewing and, and you might get screwed out of, out of a gig because you're posting some stupid shit on Facebook. I said, so yeah. everyone is kind of going there first. I can promise you before they put you in charge of little Timmy well, they're and, gonna and, check and
1: your stuff out. Yeah.
0: So I told her, yeah. I said, keep your Facebook site clean. Don't be posting some stupid shit on there. Because it's like a resume now.
2: Where did you learn to do this stuff? From you, dad. Yeah.
1: Don't be posting your slam book text on your (laughs) Facebook page.
2: (laughs) Social media in the modern family.
1: Going through my email recently and just getting sick of it. Um, You know, I think got me to this place where uh, if I can shrink down my life like that,
2: if I can shrink down my life like that, I can shrink my body. But
1: if I shrink down everything like that into into manageable bits and just kind of let that trash can be a trash can, and I'm talking about my email, uh, you know, then I think it'll be better, right? If I'm just email, if I'm you know, occasionally looking at that one and then really logging into this one all the time.
2: It sounds to me like you're having a day of reckoning, Drew. Yeah, uh, you're you're trying to to clean the garbage out of your life. Yeah, where you're going to be overwhelmed. You travel a lot. You got three little kids. Uh, This is a lot. It's a lot on you, you know, and you're the, you're the guy bringing it home, doing whatever, trying to overcome your demons. It seems to me you're looking for a day of reckoning. I'm going to clean out all this garbage from my life. Right. I'm going to start trying to slim down some. Mm Mm-hmm. The next thing is of course your existential crisis which will be coming up here pretty soon. Well, uh, I tell
1: you, not to bring everybody down, but it's, you know, I lost my best friend in February. And I think that's really what it was. You know, is is just uh having lost my father and my my best friend to strokes. I just don't want that for my kids. You know what I mean? And I and it's I was telling somebody the other day uh I really only live for my kids, right? Because I've lived a really good life. If I die tomorrow, would be great. I don't care. It's fine. I've lived a very, I've lived a, a very long life in my forty-six years. I'm not saying that I want to. I'm just saying that if it happened, I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. You're
0: happy with what you've accomplished in forty-six? Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah. Uh, but with my children, it's different. You know, I don't want them to lose their father. Right. And so it, it's it really boils down to having gone through those experiences and having, especially being in the hospital uh, in February and watching him pass uh, in hospice, that's just something that I don't want for my kids anytime soon. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, that's why I find it so hard for folks like Anthony and, and Kate, celebrities, but, you know, people who aren't celebrities. That, to me, exactly what you just said is why I haven't ever had You know, haven't gone to that really, really deep, dark space in my life because, again, I'm like you, man. I think of my two daughters. I'm like, man, I I just I think that would just be such a bad thing to do to my kids. You know, it's like if if you pass away and you, you know, that happens naturally or you get in an accident or something like that. Yeah, that sucks that they had to lose their parent at an early age. But when you do it yourself, it's self-inflicted. To me, that's just you've really got to be at a low place in your life. Cause you've got to think that your kids are going to go like, man, I, I still need you, man. I wish you hadn't left so early.
2: Yeah. And that's when people always label it as a selfish act. Right. So let me ask you this, Lloyd, uh, you're making, you know, big assumptions. You, you, you know, you couldn't do that to your daughters. You couldn't be, have you asked them
0: if they want me to take myself out?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> am I really all that important? <laughs> You know, look up I haven't taken the that. phone and go. What? <laughs> They're like BRB. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: well, I'm glad we can well, put some uh, humor well, on you this. Just ask
2: them first,
0: <laughs> and then oh, my sure. problems would be <laughs> over.
2: Could you have be wasting a lot of time.
0: <laughs> now that's the funniest shit I've heard all fucking year. You're right. I, I haven't asked them. I'm only making my own assumptions. You're right, John. Mm-hmm. I, I need to bring that up. Guys, if if I decided to go, would you be that bummed out?
2: Mm. You know, with Father's Day coming up, yeah. let's li- use this as a litmus test. Yeah. <laughs> See how <laughs> things go on Sunday. This is a great Father's
1: Day podcast. Now
2: so. oh, you're faded. This is and, a good uh, Father's Day you're podcast. Not. You're maybe, right. Maybe you're not really <laughs> celebrated. Maybe, really? Oh, shit. We got to take that out. Case, fine. I'm changing my email address, my Facebook. I'm getting the hell out of here. Oh, my, my God. And uh, I don't know. Good Lord. Well, you yeah, know,
0: now there it is. Now I got to think yeah, about I'm that Harris.
2: shit. <laughs> I'm out. Done. So Just just a little thought, man. Well, I, thanks
0: for putting that in perspective, because I really haven't uh, gone down that path, John. So thank you.
1: We all had young kids. I've got them and, you know, we've we've all got kids. Have you, have you, um, you, you, we've all been through the experience of receiving art from your children. Oh yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You're like, wow, that's amazing. It's mind blowing. I post a lot of my son's art on my Instagram. Yeah. And he likes to, so I just texted you his latest.
0: I think the listeners heard that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, my phone's in the kitchen. Though. I just te- you gotta go get it. I just texted, I just texted you his his latest piece. It's a heart, okay? But <laughs> I'm pulling it up here. Take a
0: look at it. It looks like um, it looks like that. Uh, <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> Good
0: God. Can, right. can we make that the picture for this week's podcast? Yes,
2: I think so. That needs to be. That's from screaming Ben Bennett right there, baby. I love it. That you know, is
0: excellent.
1: Like, man, Ben, that's really, really beautiful.
2: <laughs> I love it. Wait until you see that in the sauna. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: exactly what that dude looked like?
0: <laughs> that looks like me the right. next morning after going to the salt lick, dude. I'm telling
1: you. <laughs> oh boy! Good wow,
2: God. that's that that is uh, that's, that's special right <laughs> there, my friend. Yeah. Can you uh, can it's you like I call this Stormy Daniels? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I I got you because you know, I've, I've I've got kids from uh, 37 to nine, um, so I've got all this stuff, and we post the. I mean, I've got. A couple of they're like curtain rods and you can just clip kids art on there and change yeah. it out i better take it all down because i don't get art anymore but this of course is a uh clay piece <laughs> uh, uh <you> know, <laughs> I, I keep
1: it in my pocket so you can What did he tell you it was he said it was a heart
2: oh oh i can yeah sure why not i can see that yeah but I can tell you this: the heart of rock and roll ain't still beaten. Man, uh,
0: I thought you had a colonoscopy today or something, and that was the result.
2: I, you know, it's uh, it's
1: my first foray into masking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, that's how that's the portal into. <laughs> good gosh! Probably yeah. your gym. I I don't know what that. Wow. That's uh. But
0: what yeah. was the what was the other uh, piece of art you posted? It had all the emojis on it, but it was like uh, smack oh, smack story. that ass granny yeah, or something was, like that. So
1: this was two years ago. Ben is four four years old. Yeah, and he's uh, you know he's uh, adventurous, and so he um, he we were up in uh, Amarillo to see my mother for the holidays, and we're all sitting around the the, the living room. And Ben, um, you know, is is uh, it, my mother is, just makes these bonehead moves. She gives him her phone, totally unlocked, and it's like, come on, mom, you gotta have, you can't do that. And uh, so anyway, he he's got her Facebook open, uh, and and he's just he's at the time of his life where he's like, oh look, pretty pictures. So he gets to the keyboard. And he's just hitting every single icon. But anyway, I'm sitting there in the living room, looking at my own Facebook, and this post comes up from my mother. And my first thought is, oh, she's been hacked, right? Because it happens to your parents, all, you know, my mother's been hacked a couple of times. And so I said, mom, you've been hacked. And she's like, what happened? I said, look, somebody posted something really terrible on your <laughs> Facebook page. And she said, what is it? And I said, it's this big spankable asses. (laughs) (laughs) And Ben had somehow gone into like iBooks or something and found a book that's got this woman in a lingerie, you know, in a teddy yeah, Teddy off butt cheek and then in big spankable asses, <laughs> and he shares that to Facebook <laughs> along with every icon and letter and special character yeah. that there is on a keyboard. It was good, and it took me a minute to realize that that what that's what it happened.
0: Does he know we've been talking about him and calling him screaming Ben Bennett since Beaver Kool Aid began back in 2012?
1: I call him Screaming Ben Bennett today. It's been that it's
0: yeah.
2: been that way since this six months ago. I think
0: Lyle gave him that name.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, his radio did. name. He's Screaming yeah. Ben Bennett. Yeah. You
0: might have to add a saint to it.
2: Might not be screaming there uh anymore, but uh he's sculpting Big Bennett now, <laughs> man. It's, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Sculpting Ben Bennett.
2: Now look at that thing. I still <laughs> yeah. can't get away from it. It's calling yeah. me. I know.
1: When I see yeah. you, I'll bring it and you can put I wonder put if it throbs,
2: throbs and grows it. bigger. Uh, yeah, you got to put that attached to the uh to the podcast, Lloyd. That's essential.
1: I mean, it's it's going to be the I'll never get rid of this. I mean, I'll have this when he's, you know, 30. I
2: call it prolapse. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just uh, <laughs> It's a that's a special thing right there. That's what I love about kids, though. I mean, it just, you know, they create and there it is. So, I've got this big you know, like one of the, you know, big storage tub or whatever. And that's what I put the kids art in. So mm-hmm. I try to keep everything so that when they're, they're older, they can just go through this stuff. You just have to remember to put a date on it. Cause you're not going to remember. Right. And I just put all that crap in there. I just don't get much output anymore. They get older and it's all about uh, scholastics and you don't get much uh, creative stuff anymore.
1: We do the same thing. We keep all that stuff in tubs. And, and eventually it's just a mountain of stuff. and You you know, you I guess, you know, we'll keep we, – I think we ended up getting, you know, keeping keeping some things and tossing them. Where do you have it? Like project. in your garage or a room or where? Yeah, we've got them in, you know, in those tubs, those stackable tubs. Big all. things, you know. Yeah. i yeah. got
2: big long one. Like Like wow. clothes that you could sew up because they won't fit in the normal size sometimes depending on the project. But you got to remember I, at some point you're screaming a bit, Bennett could be some <laughs> huge artist. Right. And well, I I know this that he, be worth a lot of money. The mm-hmm. early works of Screaming Ben <laughs> Ben. I mean, that's we'll have right. to index all of that, right? Especially <laughs> this
1: thing. At, at the birth of each of my children, I created an email account for them, and then I I write letters to them when I
2: when I'm thinking about it. Well, that's sweet. I mean, uh, see, initially when you said that, I said, so instead of a college fund, you start an email yeah. account. Way to go, <laughs> Drew. So that's I take it.
1: I take pictures of the one of the the pieces that I like that I know I'll, I'll, I will end up getting thrown out thrown out or, or they'll get in a box I won't be able to find. So I send those to those email accounts. And so I use them for a couple of things. I use them, you know, for messages or, you know, something. And my my plan is to give them the email account when they're old enough to read it and understand it. Well, you feel
2: um, really bad, don't you? Don't you, Lloyd? I do.
0: Do you know how much shit they've got in between all your pieces of art in there, though? There's, you know, spankable asses in there, and there's, you know, men in saunas, you know. you are
2: going to be like, look at all this spam. Yeah,
0: you you, you got to dig through all the spam to see the cool shit.
2: But that's uh, that's impressive, man. I like that. I, I always wanted to do a deal where... And I've done it with my daughter a couple of years, but I've been bad about it. The first thing is, is every year, uh, the new year's day kind of fill out this questionnaire, who are your favorite friends? What music do you like? All these things. And then you just seal that up and you allow them to look at it a year later. See how life is different in one year, which is huge when you're young, of course. And, um, I think that's pretty cool. The other thing that I never did that I wanted to do back in geez like 1990 or 91 and would be the same thing would be like an annual interview well you just have somebody sitting there that way you could hear their voice uh get their reactions to these different questions and you could just see year through you know through the years how they changed and it doesn't have to be long it could be five minutes ten minutes not a big deal and then there it is as opposed to the candid videos this would be a little bit more of we're talking about themselves, if you can get them to do that. Um, and But I never did that because I'm too lazy.
0: Me and Ava, we, uh, we planted a tree. We uh, literally had an acorn that fell off the oak tree in the front yard, and it popped up. And she's like, wow, Dad. I said, yeah, let's pull it up, and there it is. She's like, well, let's go plant it in the backyard. And we planted it, and of course my wife, like moving fucking furniture, she likes to move the tree. So we moved this tree like six times now, but we finally have a place for it, and it's about... I don't know, about nine feet tall now. So we actually did that. So one day she can drive by the house and say, Hey, look at that thirty foot oak tree there. Me and my dad planted that.
2: Or she gets pissed off at you and she cuts cuts it down. Cuts the
0: fucker down and then goes like, you know, Dad, uh, you weren't really that important.
2: So Yeah, you weren't that important. (laughs) Happy Father's Day, you can move now. Uh it's all very good stuff, man. Like I said, I've been raising kids a long thirty, almost thirty-five years. A long, long time, and uh, all those things are valid. But I don't, I do keep, I've, I've kept through the years, I've kept every single card I've gotten. Me too. Birthday, Father's Day, me me, too. whatever. It I is, have to keep every single one. And I was thinking about this tonight because I, of course, I don't have anything backed up in the cloud, but I started thinking if there's a fire, what am I grabbing? I mean, I'm grabbing external hard drives i'm grabbing my cpu i'm grabbing photo albums uh and that's kind of it yeah. and those cards
0: got to get the cards can you grab them real fast i know exactly where all mine are i got a Boy, folder boom i'm out the door was
2: 59 i don't think i can do anything really fast well uh, but i was thinking about it because i was saying hmm the only thing that's not the the greeting the cards are in another part of the house that might be a little difficult, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to be really good about that, you can scan everything and, uh, store it in the cloud. Why don't you work? Why don't you come and do that for me?
0: I know what Drew's going to grab is his fucking vape and his weed and he's out the door. Hey, y'all come on. I got my weed. I'm good. I'll just stand in the backyard and <laughs>
2: inhale smoke of the weed. do will worry about it. Cause done. he's, yeah, he's got, he's <laughs> got, they all got email accounts. Right. That's right. <laughs> Fire ain't burning those up. He's all right.
0: Well, God bless you, fathers. I, and happy Father's Day to everyone who listens to Beaver Kool-Aid. I, I didn't even think about this uh, leading into uh, Father's Day, but it's kind of turned into a, a, a Father's Day podcast. So uh, I know you guys are good dads. Uh, my, I'm not so sure about myself since John has definitely uh, changed my whole way of thinking now with my kids so i gotta go question them a little bit before we go celebrate on sunday but uh to the rest of you dads happy father's day
2: happy father's day and hopefully somebody will do something for you instead of you know you've you're doing everything and then they go, hey dad appreciate it yeah see you later
0: hey dad but- we we're thinking about going swimming can you get that yellow mustard algae out before my friends come over yeah yeah, take, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. take care of that yeah, you mean my
1: no yellow argues, mustard right. algae swimming trunks? <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> hey, you, would you have a pool party? Can you invite me?
1: <laughs> love to come to your pool party.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: we need to do a, a beaver po- pool aid. A beaver a
1: pool aid? Oh, a <laughs> yeah. beaver pool aid. Right. I like that. I think that's our big summer promotion.
0: Uh, you know, we could do that um, maybe after the fourth. Beaver pool aid. Beaver pool aid. Uh, you know, the way that I'd like to see it is, you know, hopefully that Family goes out of town. Me, Drew, Lyle. We got the you know twenty year olds popping in the pool, and
2: um, And you know, kind of like a three. You will awaken. I
0: will awaken and then go like I'm not in a Bud Light
2: commercial. Right. Yeah. I was just thinking of the sound of sit in. (laughs) Being a political activist. There's
0: no bikinis. There's only seventy five year old nuts.
2: There we go.
1: Oh man. I will go to your party and I will tear it up.
2: Really? Beaver Kool-Aid.
1: Did it hard.
0: With Lyle, no. L.A. Lloyd, and Bruce.
1: Take it like a man.
0: So, go ahead, stick your head up your ass. <laughs> <laughs>